to the Innovate Engage podcast brought to you by NEIC Instructional Technology Department. The show where you can hear the innovative and engaging things your colleagues are doing in their classrooms. And now, here are your hosts, Lauren and Gabriel. Welcome back to episode two of the Innovate Engage podcast. Thank you to all the listeners that we've had for our first episode, and we hope you had a restful and relaxing well-deserved break. Now, you're back into the swing of things and ready to hit these last three weeks hard before the winter break. You know, it's funny. I saw a meme on social media that just totally cracked me up. It was about these last three weeks before the break, and it was talking about Mario Kart and how, like, you get the star and the lights are flashing and the music's really fast and it's just super stressful. And it likened that to the three weeks between Thanksgiving and winter break. And I just thought it was so true. So I don't know how many people listening are familiar with Mario Kart. I grew up with it, but I just thought it was really funny. And very true. Yeah. So true. And we have the 12 Days of Paradeck going on. So I know. Exciting. (laughs) So if you want to learn more about this, make sure you check out the NEIC Instructional Technology social media pages. It's out there everywhere. And also, don't forget to reach out to your ITS for more information about this. We encourage everyone to participate in these 12 days of Pear Deck and really kind of change the way you teach with Pear Deck. Yeah, it's just super cool. And speaking of super cool, we are really excited about today's episode because today we are talking with a stellar team from elementary. What? I know. So, We know a lot of our listeners actually live in the elementary world, and so while there's always something valuable in hearing how other teachers do things, even at different grade levels, it's always nice to hear from people who operate in your realm. Absolutely. And the topic for today's episode is all about digital breakouts, Laura. My favorite. That's right. Some of you might not know what they are. Maybe you've heard of them, or for some of you, this is probably the first time you've ever heard that term. Either way, be prepared to learn what they are, and how you can use them in your classroom setting. And you know, one thing I love about the conversation we had with them is there are so many great takeaways in here that are not specific to digital breakouts. They apply to any lesson. So just good teaching practices in general and some great truth bombs from both of our guests. Oh man, you you guys are going to get hit with some knowledge today. So without further ado, let's get right into our conversation with Laura and Jennifer. I'm Jennifer Oldham. I'm the librarian at Cibolo Green Elementary, and I have been here since we opened the school in 2010. Um, I've been a librarian for 17 years, all of those in Northeast. I received my bachelor's degree in elementary ed from Purdue University and my master's in information and library science from UT Austin. Um, Before I was a librarian, I was in the classroom for 11 years, and now I'm in the largest classroom in the school and get to see all the students in all the different age levels. And my name is Laura Moore. I am currently an ITS. Um, I graduated from Texas Tech University with a bachelor's in fine arts, and um, I've been teaching for about 27 years. 25 of them have been in Northeast, and um, I've, I think this is my 14th year as an ITS. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get to it. I'm very excited for this one. This is the first episode that's elementary. A lot of the teachers who listened to the first podcast episode it didn't really resonate with them mm-hmm. because, you know, they're elementary and this is an actual elementary one. Not only that, but we're with a librarian. Librarians rock. <laughs> there, we, there go. we go. All right. Cool. <laughs> so 
Talk to us a little bit about maybe the project or projects that you guys have worked on. Gosh, we've been working together for 17 years. At Started least. out when um, I was at Fox Run first as a librarian, and Laura was a fourth grade teacher, and uh, we would always collaborate together. Over there, when she was a classroom teacher and when she became an ITS, was assigned to our campus. It was very exciting. And we, so. we both had a love and fascination with bats, which we are going to come back to later on in the podcast. Visit the Bracken Bat Cave. Yes. 17 and years. Now I'm her ITS. It's like I'm stalking her. I just she follow her everywhere she's the boss in the district. Of me now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you get your jobs based on where she goes. <laughs> Basically, yes. Contingent, yeah. contingent upon what school you're at. Uh, so you guys have obviously been collaborating for quite some time. There's specific activity or task or something that you guys have worked on recently. However, it's not the first time you've collaborated together. Correct. You want to talk to us a little bit about what you guys collaborated on? Recently, we've um, collaborated on digital breakouts. I always come up with some kind of crazy idea and Laura runs with it. I always say something and she comes up with something that the students want to work with and they're very engaged. So, And sometimes I know about it and sometimes I don't. But the beauty of our relationship is we, we like to learn new stuff together and we're not afraid to fail. So it makes it easy to learn. Done that quite Think often. outside of the box. Oh, yeah. We fail a lot. <laughs> but we learn from it. And they're speaking your language at Digital Breakouts, right, Lauren? They uh, are. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. Who do you think I got the idea from? Um, her. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miss Lauren. But we first, um, I had ordered like two of the breakout EDU boxes, the physical boxes. Mm-hmm. And getting that together was um, quite interesting when you get down to all the locks that you that are involved with the breakout and getting those set to the correct thing is it's not easy no and i may or may not have made several trips to home depot to buy new locks because i locked myself out of them you locked yourself out of your own boxes mm-hmm. yeah at several least, times we at have, least three locks i had to go to we probably it's have not that rare we probably have 20 <laughs> locks that we can't unlock exactly in the breakout edu boxes wow maybe yeah i wish yes. everybody could see gabriel's face right now it's yeah, fantastic yeah. well I went to three stores yesterday because I did a digital breakout today and I needed two extra locks. Mm -hmm. Come visit us. If you can unlock them, you can have them. (laughs) Yeah, if you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. There's only like 7 million combinations possible. No big deal. I know. I'll start with zero, 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 zero. Anyway, it it was much cheaper to do digital breakouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More fun, actually. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things is it's, it's cheaper, it's less... I don't want to say it's less prep work because there's still a lot of work that's involved. Right. But when you reset for another group of kids, it's much easier and a lot lower stress. Right. What grade level? We did the first one was with um, second and third third grade Mm -hmm. because we had a special guest. His name was Mr. Shu. He is the ambassador for school librarians from Scholastic. So that was quite the coup to get him to come to our campus and to get him to introduce to the students. I, you know, I was asking Laura, what can we do that's fun? That's just not, you know, it's out of the ordinary. She came up, digital breakout. And, And the learning objective of that one was just to get to know who he was so that when he came to speak to the school, the kids would have that background knowledge. Nice. Now, if we were to take a step back, because some of the teachers listening to this might not know what a digital breakout is, just give us like one or two sentences. Anyone, what is like a, a digital breakout? It is a collaborative learning experience, and uh, the kids have to work together to solve different types of puzzles. And it's, it's cross-curricular, which is awesome. And um, you can 
tailor make it to whatever grade level you want. You can make the questions difficult. You can make them rather easy. Um, but when the kids have to work together and communicate, you know, they're, they're not only learning their um, content material, but they're also learning how to work together and they're practicing those um, 21st century skills. And they're using all sorts of resources, like we have videos they could look at. Uh, maybe there was a little audio snippet that they could look at or a picture. And um, we did all of this using Google Sites, and um, they could practice their digital technology skills that way. And it's, it's also great because you can do them on uh, any type of device. So no matter what you have, yeah. iPads, Chromebooks, BDIs, whatever. But we did find that ours worked better on the Chromebook mm -hmm. than the iPads yeah. this time. And the ultimate goal is they decipher these clues and it's like an escape room, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So I'm curious, what, what made you guys choose the digital breakout for the activity? What made that superior to any other kind of activity that you could have done to introduce a guest in your library and get the kids familiar? Well, I mean, we could have used like Kahoot or something uh, along that line, but the digital format, it was just more engaging. They mm -hmm. seemed to get, because you could add the, more the videos and things with it. I don't know, help me, Laura. Well, <laughs> every, every year, Jennifer and I like to try something that we both really don't know a whole lot about. And, and digital breakouts has been something that ever since I saw you do them, Lauren, it, it was just something that I wanted to start creating. And my go-to person to do anything new is Jennifer. And, and because I knew that Jennifer had experience with the real breakouts, with the real locks, I knew that it would be an easy transition for her. And so we made that one of our goals this year. And it, I like the... I'm sorry, do you want to... I was going to say, and knowing we didn't have to use the actual physical locks, yeah. it was even oh, yeah. happier. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All in. Here for that. Right. Um, so I, th I really like what you said about the student engagement piece because Kahoot can be fun, but how long has Kahoot been around? Yeah, you know, for a while. Like how yeah. many times have these kids done a Kahoot versus how many times have they done a digital breakout? Right. So mm -hmm. it might still be the same information, but the way that they're gathering that information um, is really different. And then also taking into account the other benefits that they're getting, like the collaboration and the meaningful and effective communication and the problem solving and having to think outside of the box are things they probably wouldn't get with a Kahoot. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with Kahoot. Right. But if you're looking for novelty and you're wanting some other side benefits, I think that's really cool. Yep. The way y'all chose to package that. So building this together collaboratively, what were some of the challenges that you guys Kind of faced. Um, we both have very busy schedules. And so a lot of times, you know, I'm available to work on it and she's got some classes or she has Always she has it. time and then I've got a department meeting or something. So the very first digital breakout, we, we just kind of sat down together side by side and um, she wasn't too familiar with Google um, Sites. So I went ahead and I just kind of modeled um, the, the format and the structure of the site and how you can embed different types of multimedia content and what kind of like fun little interactive puzzles that you can include so that the kids, you know, can have a creative way of, of solving them. And the next one, um, that's when we really had a tough schedule. She was doing a book fair when we were doing um, the Hanging Yay, with Bats because we, every single year, we always celebrate Bat Week. 
And yes. uh, this year we decided to do it with with a digital breakout. So she was doing uh, the book fair, and then I had lots of time to work on it, but I didn't want to do the whole thing because I, I like to kind of scaffold the, the work, like I'll model it first, and then I want her to do most of the next one to where eventually she's making one completely on her own. So the second one, we were able to share the Google site with both of us mm. so that we both had right. access. We would work on it on our own time, but when we started our our um, coaching session, I created a Google Doc, and it had kind of like our our um, student objectives, our student learning goals, and exactly what we were going to do together, kind of our our plan. And we are able to communicate with each other inside of that document using the comments section. So um, we typed in kind of the questions that we wanted to ask, and. Um, we kind of put in like the status of where we were. So we were able to collaborate on this project without actually having to be in the same room together. Even in the same school together. Exactly. Exactly. And then when we, when we did have that time where we were both available, we could come back together and we could look at it, we could tweak it. And, um, and we always want to like actually do it before we, um, do the lessons with the kids and test it. No, I was going to say it was hard to find, you know, how are you going to word the questions? That was always yeah, difficult. The yeah. clues. How, how are we going to word it? Where are the kiddos going to find that information? We already found the resource, but it's. I don't know. Why was wording the question? Because the answers difficult? have to be, for the, for the locks, the answers have to be like um, a color combination. So, you know, capital R for red, capital B for blue. So, so it's very challenging to come up with um, a thought-provoking question that, makes the students do a lot of higher order thinking when the answer is a very simple five letter word. Mm -hmm. So you have to get really creative. Because they overthink things. They do. They overthink things and that that was tough on the last one. It's simple. It's right in front of you. The answer is right there. Yeah. And keep it teak based. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very challenging. A lot of the reading objectives go with this yeah one. the core the core content standards were mostly um reading strategies so it was ela content i really love how y'all talked about you know like gabriel asked what were some of your obstacles right mm-hmm. and you talked about the time piece because we're busy teachers are busy librarians right. are busy everybody's really busy but we want to do these things for our kids that engage them and draw them in in new ways but it can be really hard to collaborate with someone to make it happen and i love how you tackled that mm-hmm. obstacle like it was nothing you know like you just found a way around it and i think that's a really great example for how not just ITSs and librarians or ITSs and teachers or librarians and teachers can collaborate, mm-hmm. but if teachers want to collaborate with other teachers on their campus or with teachers at other campuses, absolutely, they mm-hmm. can do the exact same thing you did, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you don't even have to show up and work on it at the same time, but you're able to give feedback and see what mm-hmm. the other person is working on and go from there. And I think that's really cool that y'all just... I mean, you, you, you yeah. didn't just call it off because, oh, we don't have free time on our schedules at the same time. And I, and I think a lot of teachers don't understand that, that, that a Google Doc has that capability. Not only can you insert comments and, and discuss, um, you know, your planning strategy, but you can also chat inside of there when you are in there at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you can have conversations and say, you know, I don't think this is going to work or I'm not quite sure this is worded correctly. How would you reword it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found a lot of teachers haven't been exposed to what Google Forms can do, like as with collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to um, NEISD Library Services for having 
having librarians do that during our meetings and in other things that we're planning because I knew what to expect from that. But if I work with other teachers on my campus, they go, oh, no, let's go to a Word document. Let's save it to a shared drive. And, but I'm like, but this is so collaborative. We can work on it at the same time. So I think it's just a matter of getting them um, more exposed to those things. Yeah. Now let's talk about the student experience. Okay, mm-hmm. so you guys got this planned. You guys collaborated, worked on this, found everything you needed, got those ciphers in there, those clues mm-hmm. that are all TEAK-based mm-hmm. and student-standard-based. What was the experience like with the students? Because that's the best part. Oh, my gosh. They were just, they were so happy. They couldn't, they were all engaged. They were, <laughs> they were focused. Even the kids who it was, were up and walking around. It was a lot of energy, but it was focused there. energy and Every single student was on task. And what I really, really was impressed with was how well they were working together. Because at at the very start, we had mentioned that this is a um, collaborative activity. And I always like to bring in a, a digital citizenship component to every lesson that I do with students. And so that part was working together collaboratively. And I asked them, um, we told them that if you do not work together successfully, you will not break out. And there was an actual prize with with the last one. And so they were very motivated to work together. And we had them reflect. So at the end of the activity, you know, we were like, well, what did you do that worked well when you worked together? And what didn't work well? And how can you make it better for next time? So that was the, the DC component. But what was I think the best part was the teacher reactions. So the teachers were watching this whole thing and they saw their students completely and totally engaged the entire 45 to 50 minutes or however much time we had. And every single group, almost every single group was successful. So we knew that the learning targets were met and it was an opportunity for for me as an ITS to pull them to the side and say, hey, you know, this is a digital breakout. Um, it's it's a really great way to review for the STAR test. So I want you to be thinking for, you know, as you get towards STAR, how can we do this for math or how can we do this for science or how can we do it for, for reading? And so I think I got a lot of people on board. So that was exciting. And see that it's not hard. It's actually pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. And you have someone to help you. Right. That's the big thing. And once you have it done digitally, mm-hmm. you have it forever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You can always tweak it. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time we tried it with iPads and we found out, ooh, this one, the videos weren't working on the, the iPads. The videos weren't playing because the uh, the filter permissions are at the highest level. And some of the videos, even though they've been approved, they still won't play on the iPad. And so that was a problem. And we had to show those videos whole class. But then... If you change it to a Chromebook, the video's played. And so, you know, we always test. Test everything before you do the lesson because you never know what's going to work and what's not. So not only the videos, but also the Google Form. We have this planned out. All right. You know, once you write your answers on, we had them put it on paper first. They wrote it down. That's a really good idea. Then we were going to, we found that out. Then we were going to, you know, put it into a Google Form. Well, somehow... I don't know some of the things this, on the Google. Forms yeah, the the ITS who thinks she knows everything did it wrong, and so <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't say that. But I wasn't going but, there. But I want to go. I want to go back to the fact that remember how we talked about Jennifer and I have a lot of failures. Well, those are <laughs> yes. examples of the failures. Like I, I always feel sorry for the first class that we do the lesson with because <laughs> the, we make all these mistakes, but we regroup. 
we go back, we tweak, we talk about what worked, what didn't work, and then we make it better for so the, the next 25th time. So the 25th class is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. By the time they're seniors, yeah. they yeah. got it down. They got it. And the teachers, I always tell them the first one, I'm sorry, you're my guinea pigs. But they're all for it. They're good. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about it. And that's a way to discuss with them, hey, look what we did. But we know it wasn't perfect. Now mm-hmm. we're going to fix it. And we're modeling for the teachers as well. And and as an ITS, that is my number one way that I can get in with classroom teachers is is by working with a librarian because like the entire grade level comes in through here and does that lesson. So not only was I um, co-teaching with Jennifer, but I was also modeling for every single teacher that came into the library. And this is a big campus. They have like eight or nine teachers per grade level wow so it's 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 really really efficient Mm -hmm. you just let out our dirty little secret of what we're doing i know just you know you were talking about how it looked with all the kids in here and the teachers in here and how the first time around there there were a lot of not issues necessarily well yeah you can call them issues issues. yeah we're gonna call them issues that's what they were so you had a lot of issues and it wasn't due to you know, lack of planning or anything. It's just the things happen, right? And mm-hmm. as teachers and educators, we often have to improvise and figure mm-hmm. things out. And teachers are used to that. But a lot of times when you throw technology into the mix, they freeze. And so I think one really valuable thing that y'all did um, was you modeled that willingness mm-hmm. to give it a shot. And when things went wrong, you didn't panic or throw your hands up mm-hmm. in there and say, we can't do it. You know, you you said, oh, well, this isn't working. Let's try this instead. And so you right. were you were modeling for teachers and for students a growth mindset, you know, and just the fact that, like you said, you're not afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is how you learn. If, exactly. you, if that hadn't yeah. happened, you wouldn't have known how to make the mm-hmm. experience better. And so I think everybody who was in the room benefited from your your failures in a way, mm-hmm. you know, because right. they saw how you overcame them right. and that it really wasn't a big deal. It didn't make you any less of an educator. It didn't make you, you know, dumb. It, mm-hmm. It's part of life. So I think that's right. really cool. And that being said, having done it and knowing what you know now, would you go back and do anything differently? Or if you were to plan another one, would you do, would you make some tweaks? I think. Um, the first two that we did were with grade levels who had never done a digital breakout before. So we made the questions and the activities a little bit on the easier side. What I would like to do, Mm -hmm. especially if it's going to be for star review is, um, make the thinking a little bit more challenging. Um, but if we, if we do the same grade levels, they will have done a digital breakout. It won't be new to them. The the platform, the activity will be a repeat. So you can bump up the level of complexity in your, in your questioning. So that's, that's what I would do differently. What about you? I like that. Okay. No, it's true. Yeah. Can bump it up because you do, you have to teach them. That's the first thing, walk them through each step and how to do it and how to complete it and how to get to that final question and break out. But you also, you have to teach how to work collaboratively that, you know, that's yes, part of the digital citizenship piece. And, and if you don't have that discussion, then that's 45 minutes of wasted time. And all they've done was fight and that's going to put them in a bad mood the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So you have to teach the, co- the collaboration piece. Yeah. And that can be something where, that's done a couple of days beforehand where right. the teacher groups them. Exactly. You know, uh, puts pairs people together purposely. You could, you could even show them a video of a digital breakout from, that another class has done so that they can get a good idea of what it looks like. Okay. So you guys have obviously done this. You've modeled for the other teachers. You've done this with the students. 
if you were to give any teacher out there advice who maybe is thinking of doing a digital breakout or collaborating with their ITS or their grade level on creating one, what advice would you guys give them? Don't be afraid to try something you never have before. Don't be afraid to fail. We've talked about that mm-hmm. several times in this podcast, but that's that's the thing. Don't and, be afraid to fail. And I think your first one, just expect it. Because it's going to happen. There's going to be great parts with it. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of really but, cool lessons I've done that are, that have been, you know, I can visualize it, I can implement it, I, I can execute it, and it went great. This is not one of them that's that easy to execute. So be prepared. Mm-hmm. Have your first one be very simple. Go over the expectations with your kids. But know that things are going to go wrong, and you have to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And it's okay. You yeah. grow from that. I had that happen to me today Yay. with that digital breakout. Same thing when you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier about your first class, mm-hmm. the guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. That first period mm-hmm. class that I did it with at the high school, there were a couple. We found that it was maybe a little too difficult. So during passing period, I went in there and changed you a couple changed. things. Exactly. Second period was a little smoother. Third period, it was... They but I, I think teachers do that anyway all the time. They do that all the time. It's oh, a yeah. part of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's something teachers are naturally really good at because they right. always have to do it. But for some reason, throwing in the technology piece yep. seems to make them freeze when really mm-hmm. right. it's Why the exact same skill. It is. Mm-hmm. So that's why we like to model it more mm-hmm. and more. And I think it also it's a, another, it's a time perspective for them too in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I'm going to add technology, that's going to add more time to it when I could, you know, do this pencil and paper and it'll be faster when it could be more engaging and actually quicker. Yeah, it might be faster technology. for you, the teacher, but think of it right. from the student perspective. Mm-hmm. Is it engaging? Is the student going to want to do this activity? Right. So what's, what's next? What are y'all going to do together next? Well, we're going to do another digital breakout because that mm-hmm. seems to be the theme this year. Yeah. Um, probably more like doing. I'd like to do more doing. I'm just telling right. you this right now. Yeah. I do. I want to do more doing with the green screen and, and get those and videos And one, one thing created. we've, one tool we've talked about a lot in our um, coaching sessions and, and it just keeps getting bumped down is Google Earth. We want to do a little bit of Google Earth. Yes, we are going to put Google Earth, yeah. and we did. We just did a digital breakout about the Bracken Bat Cave for Bat Week. Mm-hmm. But that just didn't. It just didn't work. I mean, we did kind of get. We did a screenshot of the right. Google Earth where the Bracken Bat Cave is. But that's. But I would it. love to do like a, um, a a literature, like a lit trip. Lit trip. Yeah, in Google Earth. So we'll we may throw one of those in too. And I also, I just, I keep hearing things and I'm like, I love that. I love that. I love that. But what y'all said about you want to use it and you were going to, but it wasn't a good fit. So you didn't. Right. You didn't mm-hmm. force it. You Be- know, like. Because the no, technology doesn't drive the instruction. It's the other way around. Exactly. And I think that's really Ooh. important. I think that's why I love, yeah. I love that so much is because you were like, well, we wanted to, but, eh, you know, and so you, you said, we're still going to mm-hmm. try. Right. But we're going to do it when it's appropriate. Right. I love when Laura, Laura always tells me, don't let the technology drive the lesson. Mm-hmm. What are your objectives? That's what we've got to focus on. So that's where we change, you know, midstream with different technology. Student-centered. Mm-hmm. Student-centered. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I definitely think we're going to be collaborating when we're about 80 or 90. Where can they find you on social media? 
Uh, I'm on Facebook with the Cibolo Green Elementary Library page and also on Twitter at Batty for Books. And my Twitter handle is at Learn More Stuff, but more has two O's in it. And then I also have a blog. If you just go to learnmorestuff.com, you can find me there again with two O's. And then I also have um, a website for students. It's rockthelab.com. Yeah, she's kind of famous. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, she is. Cool. <laughs> she well, was just doing a Google search today for Daisy the Dinosaur, something like that. And up, why, why is my Roth the Lab coming up here? Well, because you're famous. She Googles herself to get her sex. She up. does. Yeah. It was weird. And then it she made weird. me Google her also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for being a part of the podcast sharing your sure. expertise and more importantly your collaborations and what you two are doing for students to up engagement and have the kids doing meaningful activities well we hope so yeah yep. it was fun thank you what did we tell you guys so many good nuggets of golden information in there yeah and we'd like to give a big shout out to both laura and jennifer for being a part of the show and sharing their experiences and collaborations with us. It was such an awesome and fun conversation. It really was. And we are going to have another conversation with another dynamic duo. And that episode will release on January 14th. And make sure you subscribe. That way each new episode magically appears on your phone with literally zero effort from you. If you have found value in our podcast, please share with your friends and colleagues and leave us a review. That's incredibly helpful. Don't forget to follow us on social media and be a part of the 12 Days of Pear Deck that is currently going on right now. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. No, we won't see you. <laughs>